You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to a beautiful princess with another baby on the way, and founder of a Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys very much for joining me today. Really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen in with us here. I just want to give you guys a rundown before we get started here of what, what, what this podcast will entail, what it will look like. And what you guys can expect as you tune in each and every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. for a brand new episode. All right, so let's start off with the reason why I came up with this podcast, the reason why I named the podcast Quality of Love. Number one, uh, this is my opportunity to get some things that I've learned over the course of the past several years, I'd say about seven, eight years, uh, that have drastically changed and improved my quality of life. So to get some of that from out of my head onto a podcast to be able to help you guys out and, and hopefully improve your quality of life as well. And then number two, this is also an opportunity for me to share some of the relationship stuff that I've learned and some of the relationship advice that I've given over the years in hopes to improve your relationships that you have with the people in your lives. I firmly believe that love is the strongest emotion that we have as human beings. There can never be enough love in your life, enough quality love, right, and enough quality quality relationships in your life. So I do believe the quality of love and relationships that you have is a direct reflection of the quality of life that you have. So that's to say, if you are around, surrounding yourself, yourself with people who are loving, caring, people who really want to see you be your best self, chances are you work to achieve your goals and you're pretty uh, pretty tough and you have pretty thick skin and you get excited and you're optimistic. And just the reverse of that, if you have people that are negative in your corner, people who uh, tend to always look at the glass half empty and not half full, there's a pretty chance, pretty good chance that your quality of life may not be what you want it to be at this point in time. So that's what I'm here for. Give you guys some hardcore tangible tips on improving your quality of life. And then hopefully, once you get comfortable with your quality of life, helping others, because I really believe, again, we're all in this to help each other. We're human beings were placed here to help one another out. We just we got we got mixed up along the way. Lastly, I just want to put this out there. There is no such thing as a perfect human being. Therefore, there's can be no perfect relationship in our lives. There's always an area to improve. There's always something to work on in our relationships, in our lives, as long as you're willing to work. Right. So that's the key piece to the not being perfect or understanding that you're not perfect. You have a have to have a willingness to continue to work, to continue to try to achieve your goals and ultimately establish deeper connections with the people that are in our lives. As as we continue to deliver this information on a weekly basis, one of the things that I want to do 
for you guys, a listener, is give you actual tangible advice. I don't know if you guys have ever been in situations where you went somewhere, so like to a podcast, for example, to seek advice from someone who was considered an expert in the field, and they literally went on and on and on for long periods of time, and maybe you got the information that you needed, but you feel like you could have got it quicker, right? So that's what we want to do. We want to give you guys tangible tips, tangible advice, so that you can take these tips and apply them right away and see immediate results. In order to give you this, this tangible tips and these tangible this tangible advice, excuse me, we do want you guys to feel free to email us any questions to tqlp20 at gmail.com. Again, that email is tqlp20 at gmail.com. And for anyone who emails us questions or inboxes us questions as well. Just know that any question that we read on air or we read it live will be read in an anonymous manner. So we won't be using your name. Uh, We won't be using any of your personal information just to keep people out your business, as my auntie would say. Now that we're on the same page with that, I want to give you guys the structure of the podcast. So pretty much it'll be um, the same structure on a weekly basis. There will be times in which I have guests to interview, but the structure of the podcast will start off every Wednesday, 8 p.m. with the quote of the day. Once we do our quote of the day, we'll go into or get right into answering your questions. As I said in the intro, no fluff or anything like that. Get right into answering your questions. From there, we have a segment called Wild Love Wednesday in which I will be shouting people out who have made a major impact on my life. I also invite you guys to feel free to shoot us over anybody who's had a positive impact in your life. And we'll make sure we shout them out for you guys on Wild Love Wednesday. And then after that, we, we're going to shift into doing some current events. So talking about what you guys are doing, what you guys are have, are involved in nowadays, especially with COVID-19 going on. And then we'll probably finish everything off with um, Put Me On is, is a segment I'll call it. And that way, that's a situation in which I'll be looking for you guys to put me on to what you're watching, what kind of shows, current events, any health things, things along that those lines to keep up not only myself, but the list other listeners mentally sharp as we continue to be kind of bogged down or stuck in our home or wherever you are at the time. Today's quote of the day comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it goes, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great of a burden to carry. That, again, is a quote by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of my favorites, actually. Now, as I was creating content for this show, I I got into a position where I got a little a little tied down. And I'm thinking, I'm like, if people are going to ask questions of me or if people are going to want to ask questions or feel comfortable ask, asking questions of me, then maybe I should give them a little bit more of a background about how I got into this position, uh, how I ended up being able to help people in a positive way, whether that was through life coaching or relationship coaching. And I started to think about kind of my history and where I came from. And I'd say a period in my life from about college age, so about 17, 18, until about 26, I was a very difficult person to deal with when it comes to my interpersonal relationships. So I would lie, I would cheat, I would manipulate people, I would manipulate situations and so that they would turn out in my favor. And as I'm going on and on, uh, putting a bunch of negativity out into the world, I started to realize that 
I had put so much negativity out into the world that I had had fallen into identity crisis where I didn't know who I was. I didn't know which direction I wanted to go with my life or what I wanted to do with myself. Um, So what I did was I decided to do something I call going off the grid. For purposes of definition, when I say going off the grid, that is literally shutting down any social media outlets, very limited access to news. All I did was literally I would go to work and come home and and try to get in touch with who I was on the inside. So try to think of my purpose. What, What am I doing here? Why am I here on earth? I know I'm just not here to live day to day or just to live as if I don't have goals to achieve or should be striving to continue to try to achieve goals. And as I went off the grid, I realized that one of the things that I truly, truly enjoyed doing that I stopped was reading. In elementary school, I absolutely loved reading everything about it. I was one of the kids that won all the awards and was able to get free books. But after a while, what I realized was I got made fun of for reading. So I would get called names like white boy, nerd, teacher's pet, all of these derogatory names that really discouraged me from reading. And I I put it to the side. So I became more of a person who watched TV, got more involved in sports and started to do things that didn't have anything to do with reading. And when I went off the grid, I realized that that was something that I truly, truly enjoyed as a child. So let me see if I can pick it back up as an adult. And the very first book that I read was called Emotional Intelligence, Why It Could Matter More Than IQ by Daniel Goleman. And when I read this book, it was it was pretty much speaking to my soul, I thought, because up until that point in time, I had had a lot of trouble with controlling my emotions. And I would say I was living a very reactive life. Once I realized what emotional intelligence was and what it entailed, that was an avenue that I could start working in an effort to help control my emotions. So after I got done reading that book, I'm like, oh, okay, hmm, let me see what what else is out there. Specifically, books that every African-American male should read. And just a few of them, the ones that came to mind or came to list that I read uh, was Spirit of a Man by Ayanla Van Zant. And then Reach 40 Black Men Speaking on Loving, Leading, and Succeeding. That author I am not sure of. But after I read these two books, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like this is, this is what I've been missing. So let me read more. And I would say the book that was probably most profound during this time that I read, it was called The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander. Right, and that they, they I highly recommend reading that book. I won't go into it in great detail, but after reading it, I'm like, oh my gosh, armed with, with this information, I have to change the trajectory of my life because if I keep living life the way I'm living it now, I know for sure that I wouldn't be living life on my terms. I would probably end up um, in a lot of trouble, A or B, just without real quality relationships in my life. So after that, I started to attend workshops and and our conferences, most of those conferences centered around being trauma-informed or working with people that are trauma, like that have experienced a lot of trauma. When I talk about trauma-informed, it's just working with someone who's experienced a lot of trauma from a strength-based approach and being sensitive about how you interact or how how you move around them. And as I'm going to these conferences, there was one conference in particular that I'll never forget uh, that stands out in mind. In that conference, they had us take an ACE questionnaire. Now, the ACE study, it stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. 
And essentially is what it is, is it measures the amount of trauma that you've experienced as a child. And then the most compelling piece of the research is that it can draw a direct correlation to how you would be as an adult. So once you got into your 30s and up uh, and during this, I'll, I'll talk about ACE a little later as we continue our shows. I'll talk about that in detail later. But just for a brief synopsis, it's a 10 question questionnaire. And some of the questions that are on there is if you have you been in home with domestic violence, have your parents been on drugs or substance abuse? Do you know someone that have attempted suicide? And as I'm going through looking and reading through the questions, I checked off all the boxes, obviously, that apply to me. And my final score on that ACE questionnaire was a seven out of 10. Now, the, the demographics or the statistics for someone who had that high of an ACE score meant that I would be high risk or quote unquote high risk of suicide. I would be addicted to hardcore substances by this point in my life, such as heroin and cocaine. I would be mentally unstable and I would struggle with maintaining relationships with other people. As I am reading off all the statistics on list, my initial reaction was like, yes, I'm not a statistic. Like I've, I've debunked all of those myths. And as I kind of thought deeper and started to think on a deeper level, I started to think to myself, whoa, like how many people in my direct circle know about this? How many people are familiar with ACE? How many people could benefit from this information? And as I just was rattling lists of people or names off my in my head, I started to get really, really sad because I realized that there's probably maybe two people out of the 50 that I know at that point in time or that I knew at that point in time that were aware of ACE. So once I found out this information, I'm like, okay, I have to do more, at least within my family. And from that point, I decided to apply and eventually become nationally certified life coach. And while I'm experiencing this shift in life, right? So my world is opening up. I'm starting to get a new perspective on things. I started to come across clients that really, really struggled with relationships, right? So we would always, we would start off life coaching and most of the clientele, and at least in the beginning of my practice, would discuss their relationships with others, whether that was a significant other or like mom and dad or sister, sister, brother, siblings. And I, at one point in time, it just clicked in my head, like there's so much that ties into both life and relationship that I might as well become a nationally certified relationship coach as well. And when I did that, I realized that a lot of my relationship past that the reason I struggled in relationships so much was because of what the way I was raised and the environment in which I was raised in. I was raised on the south side of Syracuse, New York, uh, at a time in which one in every two children were born in poverty. So what it did was it caused a lot of friction, obviously, with not only within my home, but within the community. Uh, so I did have a lot of exposure to violence, domestic violence, gang violence, things along those lines, and it jaded the way in which I approached situations. So it, it very much created a, a narcissistic type of personality or narcissistic tendencies within me that was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to get everything that I can get out of a relationship and not really concern myself with anybody else. And as I'm kind of growing and maturing into this new person that I was becoming at the time, I also realized that I had heavy exposure to cheating, lying, 
manipulating. It was practically all I saw within relationships. The other driving force that I had me uh, really, really, really want to be relationship coach is the fact that growing up in most African-American settings that I knew or the people that I were familiar with, it was very, very um, taboo. I would say to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship, right? The the measure of a man or the measure of a boy is to have a quantity of women and not be single or not be uh, tied down to one woman, excuse me. And that was my pervasive thought all the way, probably up until my my late twenties, right? That me and monogamous was wrong. And I realized, I'm like, holy crap, this is something I've been taught my whole life is to not value the other person or not value the woman in a relationship, but value the sex, value the multiple sexual partners. And as I'm going through all of this self-discovery, I'm like, okay, like I really have to do something now. I really have to do more. And I really have to kind of reverse that narrative, especially when it comes to African-American men. Once I became aware of these patterns of behavior that pretty much played out into my subconscious all the way through adulthood, I started to look at situations and I started to say, you know what, I can create shortcuts for people because that's what life coaching is. It's it's creating a shortcut for someone who so they don't have to experience the things that you experience or don't have to bump their head the amount of times that you bumped your head. And Lord knows I've bumped my head plenty of times. So uh, once I kind of got that thought process together and got my mindset wrapped around that, I'm like, oh, cool. And to be perfectly frank with everyone, I would say to this point in time, relationship coaching has been my primary moneymaker in terms of my business with the Rose to Concrete. So there you have it. A brief synopsis of me, how I got into this position to become or to being a nationally certified life and relationship coach. Please feel free again to reach out to us if you have any questions or you want some questions answered live at TQLP20 at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. Inbox us any questions that you guys may have. We're going to shift gears here. When you guys hear that sound, that means we are shifting gears and going into a new topic. The new topic today, for today, I should say, is Wild Love Wednesday, right? So again, this is an opportunity for myself and you guys to shout someone out who's helped you out, who's helped you get into the position that you're in now, helped you be more fulfilled in life, whatever the case may be, to someone who you feel like you need to send a whole bunch of love to. Right, so I'll kick this inaugural Wild Love Wednesday off by shouting out none other than my daughter, Abigail Nyla Mae Dixon. Recently, I was extremely frustrated. Uh, I was dealing with unemployment on the line with unemployment, and I, was, I found myself becoming extremely frustrated after waiting for a long period of time. And I, uh, I'm, so I, I tried to be very mindful of my nonverbal communicators around my daughter so that she doesn't sense that anything is off but I, I i took a deep breath and i'm just like Ugh. and literally my child got up out from playing in her playpen uh came over and just gave me a kiss on the cheek and i just my heart melted i was just like oh man like this is this is what i do it for this is why i need to keep my composure this is why i need to stay together because i have this young beautiful soul that really needs me to keep my stuff together so Niagara Wild Love Wednesday.
goes out to none other than my two-year-old beautiful princess, Abigail Nyla Mae Dixon. Get us in some all of Wednesday shout-outs, and we'll, be make sure, we'll make sure that we shout them out over the air for you guys as well. Last segment here, put me on, all right? So anything that you guys are watching, shows, books, like I said earlier, I'm an avid reader. Anything that you guys are doing to keep yourself engaged, to keep yourself mentally and physically sharp, please put me on. Like, let me know what you guys are doing. Recently, I finished watching the show All-American. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show All-American, but I, I absolutely loved it. I thought that the the fact that they have African Americans in lead roles, but also showing vulnerability, I thought like that is amazing. There's a couple times in which Spencer, the main character in the show, uh, he shows himself to be vulnerable. There was I remember one time he was conversating with his dad, and he expressed that he was angry, which you don't typically see from African American males that like healthy healthy expressing their emotions. And then there was also times in which he, uh, his very good friend in the show, Coop, um, expressed that she was going through some things. And he said things like, I just want my best friend back. I want to be here to support you. And I just thought that was extremely powerful because we're so used to seeing the African-American men in the role of a thug or pants sagging, gun toting, whatever the case may be, to have them in a role in which they're, they're, they can be vulnerable. I think that could be huge for TV and culture wise. Right. So that's my spiel. Put me on to anything that you guys got going on. Feel free to reach out as always to TQLP20 at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page, the Quality of Love Podcast, with any questions. Thank you guys for listening to our pilot episode. We look forward to getting your questions and discussing all things love, relationship, and mental health. My name is Tyrone Dixon. This is the Quality of Love Podcast. And remember, The quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love until next Wednesday.